You know about Bear Bears? They're these bears that don't wear clothes. We Bear Bears or something. It was a cartoon. No. When would they wear clothes? That, but that insinuates that there's like a whole population it, but, of bears that do wear clothes. This is like a cartoon for children. It was on TV when Teddy was a baby. And J-Man said, is this the kind of stuff your son watches? I said, my son doesn't watch TV. He only reads educational books. You know? <laughs> and, but it was like, it was called We Bear Bears. And they're just bears that are nude. That's their whole thing. But all bears are nude. So it's not, a, it's not an issue. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a really, it was a weird, very stony cartoon. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was yeah. made for kids, but you couldn't really tell, you know, that kind of genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I feel yeah. about Apple and Onion. Apple and Onion is definitely like that. What yeah. is Apple and Onion? You might like I it, think... and your daughter might like it, too. Yeah. It, it's really? A, it's about an apple and an onion, and they're friends. They live in a city, and a lot of their friends are food as well. Everyone is food in this world. Well, okay. And they also eat food, which is weird. That is weird. I mean, isn't that our world? Well, yeah, if you eat people, <laughs> but like Paul Shear plays a hot dog. And he has ketchup as his hair. Is that right? No, he has mustard <laughs> hair. Oh, he has mustard hair. <laughs> and his friend, who is a French fry, has ketchup hair. <laughs> yeah, it's like sweet. It's, cool. <laughs> it's really well done. I look forward to watching it yeah. with my wife and son. Oh, yeah. that's nice. I like those shows because Luca recently has been into like some really girly shows that are oh. just uh. really not great. But there's some. There's this UK one called Hey Dougie. Uh. It's just so good. One time Apple gets a worm. It's so gross. Ew. He gets, uh, he's like rotten. Is that he, part of its body as well? No, it's like a set. He's like, I got okay. a worm now. I got this parasite. And there's a hole that's in his disgusting. head. <laughs> no, that's not cool. I don't like that. I won't I watch that <laughs> episode. It's pretty gross. Sometimes they get thrown in jail and they travel in and out of jail by flushing themselves down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this isn't good for Luca. <laughs> so that's also just like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to hear It's beautiful. Realistic. Life is prison and... <laughs> the only yeah. way out is to flush, flush ourselves down the toilet. toilet. Yeah. yeah, that's a rose-tinted way of looking at the universe. <laughs> you guys want to start the podcast? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other for decades. Once, while enjoying a beverage at our favorite hangout... If I recall correctly, we were guzzling beer at a bar in Boston. No, we were sipping on lattes at a Seattle cafe. Anyway, (laughs) someone had left a tabloid on the chair next to us, and when we glanced over at it, we saw the most sensational headline. One of their paparazzi had finally gotten a photo of the ranked list of everything. We immediately turned to the page with the photo and memorized the list. Just then, our brother walked in. He's a psychiatrist. A head shrinker. Just like us. And since hypnotism is definitely a part of psychiatry... Head shrinkage. He tried out a new technique on us, which, long story short, made us forget the contents of the list. So we can only access the list little bits at a time through a scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how, with the help of our friends and listeners, we reassemble the list of every damn thing. Which is now at 166 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and transphobia at the bottom. Tulsa time and Sriracha are in the middle of the list. Can you stop for a second and just explain that? Uh, You might think Tulsa time is talking about the time zone that Tulsa, Oklahoma is in. It's actually a song about a guy who moves to LA to make it in the music industry, doesn't really work out and finds himself wanting to move back to Tulsa. And... Sriracha, we're talking about the hot sauce. Oh. So anyways, uh, if you want to look at the complete list, go to everydamthing.net, 
And you can find a link in the show notes. And um, we're joined by Beth Green. She's back for the second time. Hello. And Two timers our fun. friend Irini Carson. Hey. Uh, so welcome. And we're here to talk about some stuff. Um, you guys want to get straight into it and let's do go this. for the first thing? Yeah, let's do it. Yes. We're, time's wasting, okay. man. So this is a, a topic Irini had submitted to us. And we said, why don't you just come on and talk about it with us? Twist my this arm. This topic's a TV show uh, from <laughs> 1993. Oh, sorry. It started in 1993 till 2004. It's called Frasier. 11 seasons. I was looking at Frasier last night in preparation for this episode. I had no idea it was on until 2004. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time. I think of it as like a 90s show, and I don't think of it as going on into the 21st century for that long. But the early 2000s were kind of the 90s. I was just too. about to say the same thing. <laughs> you know, when, what, when especially you, fashion-wise. What year do you think was the break? Especially fashion. Like, what was the year the 90s ended? Was it when Frasier went off the air? <laughs> for me, <laughs> sure. That was the end of the era. That was the end of a lot of things. Was that year 9-11? So it was a spinoff of the sitcom Cheers. Yes. Yeah. I didn't watch much of it at the time. But um, my wife, she's a big fan of it. So she said, we got to pick a couple episodes and watch them. What I was struck by was no children. I kind of liked it. Like, oh, In Frasier? Yeah. Yeah. Like, children just aren't a thing. Sometimes Frederick <laughs> makes appearances. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes Frederick could... He, I mean, Frederick is is very much a neglected child. By yeah. his <laughs> like, he's rarely there. Is that Fraser's child or what? He's Fraser and Lilith's yeah. child oh. who is conceived in Cheers, not yeah. the pub, but the show. He's a legacy and, character. Oh, and so he shows <laughs> yeah. up. Where did he and his mother live? They live in Boston. Yeah. I get it. So they come and visit. So the premise yeah. of Fraser is, tell me if I get something wrong about this. He is a guy who, a supporting character from Cheers, who is a like a somewhat snooty psychiatrist and a romantic rival. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets his own show where now instead of being a psychiatrist in Boston, he has a radio show in Seattle. And he lives with his father, and mm. his brother lives in or Seattle. Or his father lives well. with him, I think he would, yes. he would say. Oh, yeah. is he from Seattle? <laughs> yeah, yes. he's like born and raised in Seattle. Oh, okay, okay. Then there are supporting he, characters. He works with the, he has a co host on the show, or is she a producer? No, she's like she's his a producer, producer, yeah. Yeah. Ross. And then there's also a dog that yeah. is in their Eddie. house. Eddie. And there's a yeah. dynamic where it's like the brother is like more Frasier than Frasier. Yeah. He, he's like, <laughs> yes. what if there was a Frasier, yes. but like you turn the Frasier dial up? As far as it would go, because it's funny, because when you, I think of Fraser as being that guy, because I used to watch Cheers as a kid, and Fraser was the most Fraser you could be, right? Was Fraser. <laughs> so the idea that there's another guy that then they had to kind of dial back Fraser to make him be more relatable, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're both kind of like a partner in crime of their snootiness. I mean, Fraser has this backstory of Cheers, and so every now and then the show like makes a conscious effort to be like, oh yeah, he can just drink a beer because you watched him drink a beer. Uh, in a Boston yeah. bar, so uh, they have to kind of call yeah. back to that every now and then. And, but and their dad is like good point. a meat and potatoes guy who yeah. is like... Why are they such fancy boys when they have... Is it because <laughs> It of must their... be their mom, right? Their mom was kind of fancy. She was super, super uh, smart. I, I'm aware, I've heard a few people, Americans, say that, like, they watched Frasier when they were younger, and as adults were surprised to realize that Frasier was not English. <laughs> like I think there's a lot of Americans who think Fraser and Niles are English just because they they talk fancy. I feel um, like there's a joke about that in the show. Maybe um, really? that's funny. That all it takes is like a haughty attitude, slightly feminine energy. Yeah. yeah. While I was thinking about this, I was reading the description too. I watched a few episodes as well on Hulu last night, and on Hulu, the series description calls the character eloquently pompous <laughs> which i think is yeah. a good description and, and so it's played by kelsey Grammer, right and that yeah. guy is 
like his voice is so incredible. Like mm-hmm. I was listening, just listening to yeah. him talk. I like I can't believe this is a real what a national treasure we have with this guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> got a beautiful voice. Oh, he yeah. really does. That's my fortieth birthday present request that somehow Adam gets him to sing the theme song for me. Is he on cameo? Get a recording maybe? of the theme song and tell you, hey, I got him to sing it, and then he just plays yeah. it. And then like he's got to say it. Edit in my name. Yes, Irini, yeah. really, this is for you. So, <laughs> you know, you think Sideshow Bob, and you just think this is like one of the great voices in America. One yeah. of our great gifts to the world is this one man's voice. And then you think also like the contrast between the character he plays and the real life Kelsey Grammer, who is like he loves cocaine, he loves partying with porn stars, he loves like getting up to real mischief and i was thinking do you think that he ever spent any time with robin williams because it seems <laughs> they're kind of like cut from the same cloth in a way oh you think yeah like you would think because there was a time when they were both i mean robin williams was like way more massive a star than him but there was a time when they were both like probably in the top like 50 recognizable male actor names but maybe they're like positively charged like they would maybe 25 they kind of repel each other like they wouldn't maybe like each other too much i feel like kelsey Grammer has some problematic politics I oh, don't yeah. know why I think that, but I feel like that's true. Yeah, that- I'm not sure exactly about this as well. Maybe we can look up something and put it in the show notes. But I feel like either it's problematic politics or like problematic behavior, like activity, or maybe a little bit of both. Mm. Um, well, the, like, the cast had to have like an intervention in like season two or something. Of Frasier or Cheers? Of Frasier. Oh. The first couple of seasons, he's like apparently on cocaine oh. <laughs> the oh. entire time. Oh. He didn't like put a gun in his wife's mouth or something. I hope not. Look at this. Oh, Kelsey but- Grammer's pro-Trump politics risks tarnishing the oh, Frasier boy. reboot. Fuck's sake. Uh, well, you can't but- like anything. Well, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're talking about the uh, character and not the man. We're talking about the TV show. The show. Yeah. And oh, the, the show. show in general. Well, do you know the, not when, Frasier Crane. When, when now the, we the, have the TV show which the- stars the man. So we're, we are talking about the man as well a little oh, bit, I think. Okay. But mainly the show. Well, the show. And so the show is set up where there's like three acts and then a little button at the end, right? Mm. Each act has an intro where there's a little pun or like a there's a little it's title, a title card. It yeah. doesn't seem like that's in every episode. Of the four that I watched, I feel like there's at least one that didn't have the title oh, cards really? at all. Oh, and there's one that had like six of them. Oh, so Maybe I missed the title card somehow in one of them, but I feel like it doesn't happen every time. But I Yeah, I, I think you could be right. It's one of those things I don't really notice anymore. Because oh, you've seen, Frasier is like so much a part of your brain. That you <laughs> yeah, just, I don't even see it. Do you see those like in everyday life when you're walking around? You're like, oh. <laughs> and they're always funny. Our, our father, whose art ain't heaven, or whatever. That's when we watch. I know what later. episode you watch now. Yeah, and then when you go to bed at night, you hear the song about eggs and salad or whatever. Yeah, I do toss out and oh, Toss-out and, and salad sometimes and there will be celebrities not, that do like oh, a, a voice cameo. So it's like we saw one where John Cusack calls in. Oh yeah, and he's like oh, a psychology hmm. student who thinks that he's crazy or something, and they're like, yeah, it's probably at the end of every season they do like a thanks for calling, and they have all of the actors oh, who yeah. call in. Oh. And it's always like famous people, and you're like, oh, yeah. They show their Don Cheadle did do that voice. We watched the one with the, there's a dead seal in the backyard. <laughs> and and uh, Frazier's brother is trying to have a party, right? It struck me how stagey it is, how much it feels like yeah. you're watching a play. Yeah. Right. You really get that sense. That's kind of a lost art that, like, having a multi camera sitcom that's set up like, on an obvious set like I that. think you could say that of yeah. most sitcoms of that era, though. Like, yeah. think of Friends. True, yeah. It also looked pretty stagey. Cheers totally was. I don't watch sitcoms anymore. I generally don't like that format. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless you count. I mean, 30 Rock is kind of a different format, but it's, yeah, but the same. it's, it's I guess a single it's a camera, comics. so it's yeah. a little different, right? Uh, yeah. And it's not a laugh track. That's the other thing was like the laugh track is really off-putting. I try to watch Seinfeld sometimes because I have really good memories of it. But even with something like that, the laugh track is really hard. Do, can you just, just tune it out? When I don't hear it. No. Usually in I, Frasier, it's because I'm also laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Frasier's one is more gentle. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just because I really enjoy this show that I don't really <laughs> notice it. But I do, I hear what you're saying. There's a lot of British shows that I love that have last tracks that completely take you out of it. And like, have you ever seen the IT crowd? The guy from the IT crowd is one of the people from Apple and Onion, the show we were telling you about. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I haven't watched it, but I tried to watch Matt Mitchell on Web Look and the laugh track was too hard for me. I was like, oh, yeah. there's yeah, no, I not an audience agree. there. Well, yeah. it was hard too, because didn't we start watching that after we watched Peep Show, which had none. Yeah, yeah. No it was modern. Yeah. 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 One of the episodes I watched, it's Moondance. It was, uh, I think you recommended me to watch it, Irene. It's the one where Niles and a character who we forgot to mention yet, the woman who is... Daphne. Daphne. Daphne, who... Is is the in-home nurse for the father, but also is becomes a romantic interest for Niles, I yeah. presume. She's in the in-home nurse, but she also ends up becoming like Frisia's <laughs> like servant. Yeah. Her yeah. job description really And she's broadens. the one actual English person in the show, which makes it even weirder that people thought that the character of <laughs> Fraser or Niles was English when there was an English is person it? in the show. But anyways, I watched Moon Dance, it's one with it's a romantic thing. I think they kiss for the first time. And there's that ooh, like from the audience. But it was that, coming from you too, so you didn't. Actually, I might have said it under my breath because I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> there was a will they won't they for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the episode where he takes her to the dance as a date because he's yeah. broken up with Maris, yeah. and she kisses him, but like it's a very performative kiss to show off to his like snooty friends that he has this like babe with him. But I don't think that's... They're not together together yet. He thinks it's a real kiss. And afterwards, she's like, we fooled them or whatever. It's really well done. And also, I think maybe this is the first time... I, again, I never really watched the series, but maybe this is the first time that she gets sort of sexed up. She dresses in it like a really sexy red dress for this dance. I mean, and I otherwise... guess that depends on on your taste in women. I would argue <laughs> she's sexy from the beginning. Well, like She has that like, cute 90s style and she has like high ponies and like little mini skirts and tights and i guess i didn't watch enough i went straight from the first episode where she's just sort of a disheveled <laughs> she's kind of yeah. like a, a kathy um she has a purse that she pulls like a broom out of like <laughs> fraser gets an impression from her that she's like insane sort of a wacky nut job yeah right. uh, and then the next one i watch is this one where she's like <laughs> it's two seasons later and they've definitely like put more into like her makeup and hair and whatnot well, mm-hmm. i think it might have been the era too like do you ever watch an early episode of like seinfeld from the first couple of seasons where julia louis dreyfus is like uh, her hair say? gets better as this well she looks on. you, you, you think like is this the same woman from when you see her later in the show she's so beautiful right. and you and you, and you don't <laughs> remember then you look at an older season you're like wait a minute for a couple of years they made her not look that good it was just the styles of this the is style. a really a uh, lesson for beth and I and the male gaze. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> what you guys no, exactly. see is sexy. Well, remember how Elaine used to wear her hair half up, half down, and then a big puffy, like yeah. forward push <laughs> bouffant? But, but at the time, that looked good to people. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't just like a mistake. That I they did made. it myself, but I also had bangs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the combo. <laughs> Get a lot going on yeah. in the head region. Yeah. I mean, I don't Fun. look back fondly on those hairstyles, uh-huh. but um, yeah, I, I mean, she just looks more beautiful later on because she looks more modern. Maybe it's like they're like, well, well, we've been working with this person for two years. Now we know how to light them. Like we know how to work with this person's face on it. Do you screen. also think it's like she gets paid more, and so she has like spa treatments and I, I good products at home, maybe. and so she looks hotter because I would say that. But for her in particular, she's like a billionaire heiress to begin with. Yeah. So I think for uh, most people, yeah, I could say, oh yeah, that makes sense, but not for JLD in particular. Uh, fair enough. I, I don't want to turn this into a JLD podcast though. Yes, you like, do. A little bit, but I think I'm distracting from us talking about Frasier. So your personal experience with Frasier, for Jake and I, it's very limited. So we need to talk to our two guests about what does it mean to you personally? Because for me, it's just a Cheers spinoff. And I actually didn't really watch it. Yeah. So much more. Sorry, but 
because I was such a big fan of Cheers. Cheers gets a bit loony at the the last couple. Adam made me watch Cheers from That's beginning to fucking end, and <laughs> towards the end, it's yeah. such a big task. Towards the end, I was like not into it, and he was like, "We've started, we got finished." Well, there's more um, and more Frasier as the years go on, though. I'm sure that's what the inducement he gave to you was. He said, "Like, look, as yeah. the years go on, there's incrementally more Frasier every year." That was his argument was, "I couldn't love Frasier as much as I do without having understood the foundation of where Frasier comes from." <laughs> it's like you got to read the Hobbit. Frasier, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I kind of agree with it, although. Maybe you could like watch a couple of episodes. I mean, this, that went on for ten years. There's 25 episodes a year. That's 250 episodes. That's a lot. I can't. Cheers. I can't remember how many seasons there are, but it's like a dizzying amount. Yeah, yeah. But, it was record breaking at the time. I think. Oh, really? There are I more Frasers though. Are there? The eleven seasons of Frasier. So, Irini, do you remember your first exposure to Frasier or, uh, or anything? My mom from... watched it when I was a kid, um, when it was like actually on air, and I was never really interested in it, and then. Um, my best friend was obsessed with it when we were like grown ups, and she died. And when she died, I started rewatching them, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is wonderful, and I love it." Do you think of yourself so, more as like Fraser or more as like a Niles? Character? I think I'm a Maris. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Were... Does Maris ever appear in it? The no, that's why I fucking okay. love a character who never, never appears. Yeah. I think that's such a great testimony to a script. What about you, Beth? What's the question? Uh, do you think of yourself which character on the show do you identify with oh. do you say oh that's like me or you think you know I have to say I re- um, you know how in Sex and the City everyone was like I'm a little bit Samantha I'm a little bit Charlotte <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit Niles and a little bit Frasier oh okay you got him with mixed. a dash of Daphne for I feel Roz's... like you have some Daphne in you for sure yeah, no, yeah what like is the Ross character is she like the she's the audience surrogate in the one I saw she oh, was sure, like sure, that's sure. not a real problem a real problem is yeah. that I'm broke yeah I think is Roz that... is sort of like the everyman who is there as like the foil to their yeah, yeah. She's like in Cheers. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's Him, like her and uh, Mott and their dad. I yeah. Their dad kind of is too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the relatable characters. I think what Niles's character does for the show, he elevates it. I mean, I know the show is called Frasier, right? But mm-hmm. he, I think it's because one, it's really throwing in that contrast of slobs versus snobs. But also, he makes Frasier look reasonable, which is a difficult task. And he does it in an artful way. And um, he's just a funny comedic actor. I forget yeah, his name really right great. now because I'm... David he, something? Hyde Pierce. Uh, David Hyde Pierce. He is really yeah. funny. Bam, look at that teamwork. And just watching the um, the few episodes I watched, I feel like he's... I mean, obviously, uh, Kelsey Grammer's great, you know, but I feel like David Hyde Pierce is the real, like, star of the show. Yeah, he gets I the, think yeah, he's a slugger because he gets to come in and kind of back clean up. Things get set up for him and he gets to slug it out, right? Because he gets to be the most extreme. But like, it's where... still a really good ensemble piece where they do... It's good teamwork and they kind of volley things back and forth. And we yeah, were yeah. talking about, like... The A story and the B story. And does it, does Niles ever get the A story? Well, we watched one last night where yeah, he yeah. does the Golden Apron episode, and that's a testament too for like why it was on the air for so long. It's because they are a good team. They have a good mm-hmm. chemistry. And by the way, the reason I was distracted, I was like, "What's the question?" Is because I was looking at <laughs> number of episodes, and there are two hundred and seventy three Cheers episodes and two hundred and sixty four Frasier episodes. Wow. So that's pretty but close. Frasier yeah. just went by like that, and yeah. Cheers was a real. If it's interesting. Interesting. It's a slog, I mean, if you don't like it, and it's at this point forty years old, and like in Cheers, there's a lot of comedy that is date rapey <laughs> like, oh i bet like, yeah really Sam, i'm sure or it's but, like uh, but I, I really love the early ones of cheers with um 
Diane. With Shelley Long. Yes, yes. Yeah. I love how stressy she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, love it. Um, but about Niles and Fraser, I feel like, yes, Niles often is making Fraser look normal in comparison, but they also do, like, just the goofiest shit together quite yeah. frequently. Like, they buy a restaurant. I have so many oh, questions yes. about their, like, finances, because <laughs> well, just, they do a lot of things where they just piss money away, yeah. but well, are fine. Maybe it's really lucrative to be a radio host or something. I, I guess know. in the 90s it probably was, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. And I think also, private practice, you make a, an incredible amount of money if you're a respected therapist. Especially, That's I, true. I get the idea yeah. that they're trying to paint Seattle as a place where therapy is normalized during a time when therapy wasn't really normalized like yeah, it is today so much so that they have a three-hour radio program that people yeah. call in like that's not a thing like love line was around back then but that's not the same is it under the day or what are the hours for yeah the it's like show? is it a nighttime midday. show a daytime show yeah it's not nighttime because there is an episode where they get like relegated to the nighttime shift and they're pissed about it so it, it must <laughs> be right. during the so day is it like drive time like people are listening to this maybe there are shows like, like posters that. of his face all over the city and I'm like is it yeah. that popular pressure really <laughs> I've never heard yeah. of that kind of radio show but I guess I don't listen to a lot it of really, there's, there, it there's really... Loveline it's like essentially like Loveline yeah, yeah. but, that's a, but, but it's like a Loveline's more about Loveline's sexier yeah and that's also at right. night wasn't it it was yeah. it was yeah, kind yeah, of sure. late night and because it dealt with sex mostly yeah, yeah. but I mean I guess as a kid it painted my idea of what Seattleites were like yeah. Yeah, everybody neurotic and... needing therapy needing to talk about it all the time and then on top of that adding coffee to the whole situation they throw fish and everything you know like, you know when you go downtown and they're throwing <laughs> that fish and so that's what I what you want to see when you go to Seattle you're like I gotta see him throw that fish and the Pikes Market it's like oh I've never been there Never they been to the market, fish. and I'd She's like to like, see them. It's a nice market, regardless. <laughs> Even if you don't get to see them throw the fish, oh, yeah, it's, it's a good. nice market. But I want to see them through. Yeah, yeah, of course. Catching yeah, a fish is do. really difficult. It's exciting. Yeah, they're slimy. Too. That's what you get there for. But when you do it, the guy looks at you like, "Okay, you saw it." You know, move on. Something. Speaking <laughs> of Seattle uh, landmarks, Fraser's view of the Space Needle is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's looking right I, at it, right? I googled uh, to see if that was like a real housing no. complex, and it's not because I don't think it, so. like no. geographically speaking, apparently it's impossible. Yeah. You'd have to live in a helicopter <laughs> to have that view. <laughs> they have to let you know, like this is where you are, and there's not another landmark. It's like. When you see something set in Paris and there's always the Eiffel Tower out the window. <laughs> yeah. 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 Think like, but you know, Paris yeah. is kind of like that. The Eiffel Tower is like, depending on where you are. Oh, because it's flat. It's pretty easy to spot from a lot of different places in the city, especially if you have any elevation or like not a building right in front of you. Yeah, because they don't have a lot of tall buildings, at least in the city center. What else is there more about Fraser? I mean, maybe we should start ranking it. Did you yeah, guys? Oh, Lilith. Lilith is in Fraser. Uh, yes. I, I think Lilith, Lilith should have got her own show. I agree. Um, Baby no, yeah, but she was like, busy. She's like a Broadway legend, yeah. though. She was probably busy. Okay. You know. she, she can only really? do so much. She's a singer. Oh, yeah. Singer, dancer. She was in Chicago. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, I love that about her. She probably didn't have the time to be doing a sitcom. I kind of got that idea because as a young woman, I was like, I wish there was more Lilith on the show. But I knew because I was a musical theater nerd that she was really busy in shows. So huh. I love Lilith is like, I know she's such a fun character to have come by like Daphne has this thing where she's apparently psychic and every time Lilith is like approaching she gets these like awful migraines and she can't figure out why and then the door opens and there's Lilith um, I just really like the idea of her being this like frosty she's almost like the Maris you never see but you see it's, her yeah it's you know? like essentially Fraser and uh, Niles are kind of the same character and <laughs> their wives are kind of the same character too or ex-wives I guess are kind of the same character too one one you never see and one you do see which is a weird choice to make but it works um, yeah 
Yeah, when people talk about Cheers, they're like, are you a Diane guy or a Rebecca guy? And I'm like, I'm a Lilith guy, man. Lilith <laughs> one. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rebecca yeah. was hot, but she was so irritating. Yeah. I yeah. actually really lost a lot of interest in that show when she arrived. But you're supposed to be irritated by it. Like, she's doing a... Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted her to get, like, one win, and she never does. And uh, I know that that's her, also her the, the whole point of her. But... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a problem with the... Writing good roles for women. I mean, if you really want to get into it. Well, what is a good role for a woman? Couldn't you have a good role for a woman where she's sympathetic, she has an interior life? If someone's just winning all the time, that's not very good. Well, Daphne Moon, if we're going to bring it back to Frasier, I feel like Daphne Moon is a well-written female character. I do too. And in some respects, Roz, she gets some really funny, like, non-sequiturs where all of a sudden you're like, oh, um, we're learning all this stuff about her. Yeah, Roz Roz gets slut-shamed a lot. But she That's kind right. of handles oh, it she? pretty well. Like she, she owns it. Yeah, quote, she owns quote, it, holds her it. own, and maybe at that time in the nineties, that was feminist. <laughs> that I she think, was like, I think so, just living her life and didn't care that Fraser made jokes about her. There, I mean, you guys. I mean, maybe you guys don't find this troublesome, but with Maris and Lilith, there are a lot of jokes that are at the expense of women, cold women. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the, maybe that's just more. But there are I mean, a lot of jokes at the expense of Niles and Fraser as well. True, that's true, true, true. I mean, true. I think that's what the beauty of the show is: is like it's looking at the ridiculousness of everyone that's involved. Yeah. Whether you're a slob or a snob, you're yeah. you're somewhere on the kinda, slob to snob continuum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can be ridiculous and be on an, either end of that yeah, spectrum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it only white people ever on the show? Because we they saw have... one where there was one Asian character. <laughs> And yeah, she was I, like, uh, hey, what's up? Oh, and she was fetishized. Nice to meet you. And then... The, um, oh, yeah. There was that the grandfather or the... Marty was like... He's, he's, yeah. He's like, yeah, it reminds more. me of my time in Korea. Like, yes. sir, yes. please, <laughs> let's not unpack that awful yeah. problematic statement because yeah. what were you doing in Korea that that... So many questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it is a very, very white show. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it's fun to watch white people do... <laughs> <laughs> do dumb shit and like be not involved at all and be like well that's not me yeah, um, yeah. for well, me a brown person but they do have a couple of episodes where they like there's one where he gets this black producer when Roz is gone and she starts like kind of taking over his show but he's too sheepish because she's black he's uh, too scared to like tell her to back off and stop taking over his show and so they, I mean I was like oh they kind of tackle it Maybe a little bit. Oh, not tackle it, but um, they, dip a toe yeah. in the racial yeah. waters and yeah, yeah. slightly like, discuss it. That's the same as like Seinfeld or Friends are like that, where you're like, this is a pretty small cross section of human life that you're seeing. But it's but also yeah. like Seinfeld and Friends that were set in New York, which is a very diverse city, like yeah. this is set yeah. in Seattle, which is yeah. quite white, right? Yeah, at yeah. least yeah. Or like Boston, the same, right? Which is where Cheers is set it, which is like the most range you got was like Italian to Irish, I suppose. You know, like in Cheers, we should get to ranking this. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, unless somebody's got something specific to say, but well, I had one more thing to add to the racial component. There oh, is yeah. another episode where there's sort of a black Frasier. Do you remember that? <gasps> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like black Frasier. <laughs> Well, you mean like on, that it's, was on 30 Rock, right? No, no. Like there's no, a guy that lives Frasier. in this building that is parking too close to his line in the parking garage yes. or something like that. And he gets all in a snit about it and he leaves a note on his car, I think. And then it turns <laughs> out the guy's black and he's like, all of a sudden Frazier's like, oh, well, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. and I'm like, 
come on, Fraser, like you can get through this. And they, they are <laughs> so similar in their mannerisms and the way that, in which they dress. On 30 Rock, they had Black Fraser once too. There was a part where they were like, we have a reboot. It's called Black Fraser. Oh, yeah. Who, <laughs> really? I don't remember yeah. who was in it. I've <laughs> seen I watched Black like... Fraser in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> make me that show. Yeah, I don't NBC. know. I think they just made, like, they got all the set and everything just to make one little clip on 30 Rock. You oh. know, Phoebe Robinson has a podcast called Black Fraser. Does she? Really? Yeah. So Black what Fraser is, is like a, a thing that like I feel like there's three <laughs> things we're talking about. That yeah. It's come up three times now that Black Fraser is a thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've listened to it a few times, but it was a while ago. I can't remember. Is it like it. a mental health call in show? Because that would make sense because no. you know You know, she's a comedian. She just I don't know, but I'm just saying that would be that would be a good yeah if it was that, that was it was and you know okay so you guys I, I looked at the list and found a TV show that we could start by comparing oh, yeah. it to okay. it's Batman the animated series oh I, I like the only the TV show quite a bit. what number is that at it's at number thirty four what's well, higher um, than that obviously I'm more likely to watch or to want to watch Batman the animated series but it's similar to to Fraser and actually I think it like had a the years that it was they overlapped existed where they overlapped quite a bit I definitely um, watched I Batman the animated series as a kid you're probably more qualified to judge them against one another than I am because I didn't watch either of them very much and does Fraser lose points for being a spin-off I don't think so, no. I don't think so, no. Batman the Animated Series is derivative. I mean, it's another... What number was that at? That was at 34. I'm fine with putting it above that because I think it's... Yeah, me too. Okay, Um, nice. At 25, we have Saturday Night Live, which is comedy as well. Yeah, my husband really loves that show and I just don't... I like Frasier more, I think. Yeah, I like Frasier more. I feel like Frasier's had more... Hits, but then Frasier's had less episodes than SNL. Also, I imagine thing, the thing for SNL would be the format you have one sketch, and then you have an ad break, and then another sketch, and then an ad break, and it doesn't get a lot of momentum. I feel like, right. even within a particular episode, it's not going to all hit. Whereas Frasier, if it, if it works right, it goes yeah. right along. It's 22 minutes, it's fucking perfect, and it, and it, and it works. So. Yeah, Just fucking, fucking perfect. perfect. Agreed. Here's Agreed. some stuff in defense of Saturday Night Live it's live, which is I think pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, they only wait, have wait, a wait, week to... was filmed in front of a live studio audience. That, 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 right so just, just so you know. True, true. Yeah, that's true. That's a live. You know, they only have a week to put together a show, uh, but and also, also the legacy of it. Like it's oh, it's launched a lot of careers. That's exactly yeah. It's, it's not just a, a show. Careers. It's a like, as a concept. Wayne's World came from it. Blues Brothers yeah. came from it. That's uh, true. Yeah, like there's uh, people who you know who they are, and the reason you know who they are is because of that show. Whereas with Fraser, you already knew who Kelsey Grammer was. He's America's sweetheart to begin with. <laughs> he's still America's sweetheart 10 years on right yeah. and, and even though now he has some problematic politics you know I mean yeah but and everyone like, loved Cheers and this is a continuation of it so really what everyone. a gift to the world okay a lot of people love Cheers also <laughs> I can't think of any examples off the top of my head but Saturday Night Live has musical acts on it too which Frasier yeah. like didn't <laughs> no but he's <laughs> often talking about like very highbrow you know like Maria Callas singing Madam Butterfly would I know about that were it not for Frasier oh Possibly. yeah so, you, so it's educational <laughs> in, in, in a way you're watching it as a kid and yeah. they talk about something you're like hey I want to look that up well yeah. Saturday Night Live could do that because you're like oh I want to know what a conehead is I'm curious about <laughs> whatever you know I, um, I kind of want to put Saturday Night Live above that even though I don't really watch it I just I kind of think oh. it's like it, as an institution it's been yeah around. okay this list of everything is a is an international list surely I never watched SNL until I moved to this country I oh, knew like right. Will Farrell and I knew like oh, that's a good point. the stars from it, but, but it really wasn't in my I'm sure 
with the advent of the internet, yeah. um, there are kids in the UK who know about it or have seen sketches, but I had never seen sketches. And Adam would like, he showed me the broccoli sketch. I'm sorry, that's just not funny unless you saw <laughs> it as it came but, out. So, I was really yeah. waiting but for the But you moment. would never, have, like, these are people you never would have heard of at all because they would never have had careers had they not been launched by... Although you think, yeah, that's somebody, true. But then somebody was going to have to be in movies. But, but we're not ranking Will Farrell. We're ranking, yeah, yeah. But we kind of different. ranking the effect that they have on the world. Like if you took them away, what would the impact on the world would be? Would it be positive mm. or negative? Really, it's yeah, a, has a really good point about Fraser being. I mean, I don't know if Fraser got beyond like the English speaking part of the world. But if it's true, and I, I never considered this, that Saturday Night Live is not really. I mean, now that now with the internet, maybe it is reaching but it beyond. Maybe it doesn't travel like. U.S. Yeah. more, but if it didn't travel well, I mean that's a good point. I mean this is a list of everything, and so it should be a list of everywhere. Okay, I mean, Beth, what's Beth's I'll take on this, on Saturday Night Live and Frasier? I don't know. I think Saturday Night Live has probably done more for American culture than Frasier has, yeah. or maybe international comedy because it launched a lot of people. So I think that it's okay to put Frasier below SNL. Interesting, because I think that SNL there's just more. To it. I, you know can, I, mean? I can understand. Yeah, there's more like offshoots from SNL yeah. and like more. I, I'm, that makes sense. But I, I gotta take the. I don't think you guys are gonna like, but I gotta what? say it because it's my thing. What a fun thing to hear a white man say. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm okay with putting it above Batman the Animated Series. Batman the Animated Series is kind of like Frasier, it's kind of limited. It's like a particular tone and they nail it. But the thing is, to me, Three Stooges as a comedy act, me personally, I like that a lot more than Frasier. The Three Stooges is like this this perfect distillation of physical comedy where it's like these fools and they hit hit each other with hammers and poke each other in the <laughs> eyes. And like that's the level of comedy that I respond to best, I would say. And like maybe that says something about me versus the rest of you three where that's what viscerally I respond to. I think, I think your wife sure. is like laughing at just the I, idea of that. So oh yeah, she knows it's true. Like you. I'm not gonna lie. I so, I'd like to say, yeah, I'm the kind of guy who likes Fraser. You know, nothing like talking about Maria Callas. That's what I gotta hear. But, <laughs> but like, but what I really want to see is like a man get seltzer water sprayed into his pants. It's true. Like, he loves. But the sometimes Fraser is physical comedy. I would argue so that maybe, like Niles is like maybe it's at home between Three Stooges and Batman the Animated Series, which is a very elegant. Animated that is a very uh, would physical comedy would be where it is without three studios. Correct. I, I, I would probably be about the same place, really. I, but I, my they, opinion is that, that they're pretty comparable. <laughs> I probably personally like the Three Stooges more, but if I was to like watch all the works of the Three Stooges versus a season of Frasier, maybe all of Frasier, I don't think Three Stooges might they might not be in quality any better than Frasier, but um, I don't know. So you know, I have a preference, I guess, for Three Stooges than Frasier, just because I've got more. You know, personal connection okay, to well, it. What about Shakira? Um, what about Shakira's her? international like <laughs> yeah, Fraser? Yeah. <laughs> do we want to leave I, her if, alone? Like, do we put <laughs> Fraser in between Shakira and the Three Stooges? I would argue that Fraser is higher than Shakira. Okay, how about I, the Matrix? The Matrix is a is no. Above Shakira. I don't. I think the Matrix is, is great. Oh, yeah, so wait, we're, we're looking at thirty one. Let's take away all of the the ones we mentioned so far. Speaking for yourself personally, where do you think Fraser would go in? If it was my list of everything, it would yeah. probably be at like number ten. Air is number ten. Yeah, I the think the air, substance, of the substance of air. <laughs> yeah, that well, surely like, should be higher. Why is that? <laughs> yeah. really like, no. It's not. It's, right. it's fine. You can't even see it. Donald Duck is number eight, so it's like it's not. <laughs> Phil, know. I'm going to go back in time to before you moved us to a whole different part of the list and go back to where we were looking before uh-huh. when we had almost narrowed it down to an exact spot, which was I think right around Shakira and the Matrix. Yeah, but I feel like Irini's not on board, and I'm like we're railroading her into agreeing to downgrade Fraser from where she thinks Fraser should be. Okay. Do you think Frasier's goes above Weird Al Yankovic? 
I love Bruce Springsteen too. So I mean, like, do I think Frasier is better than Bruce Springsteen? That's a fucking tough question. (laughs) I mean, that's why it's a collaborative thing. We're talking about number ten, and I guess if we make that the new uh, ceiling, I don't or floor. I get this too confused. Um, And (laughs) I guess the last thing we talked about was Three Stooges at thirty-three. Sort of midway between that would be about Bruce Springsteen, but I mean, we had already discussed Saturday Night Live, so maybe... Um, oh, I'd like it lower. Lower than Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I say lower than Shakira. I love Shakira. I will <laughs> okay, give you great. lower than Saturday Night Live because okay. I do understand the consequences. So how about this? How about SNL, this? But... It seemed like that we were looking at Around the Matrix and Shakira. Mm-hmm. I think Shakira should go down. They should be <laughs> afraid that someone else does too. Oh, you think Shakira... So you would put it above Shakira. Yes, I would. But not above um, Matrix. But, but not above the Matrix. I'm, I'm no, because I um, is the Matrix the franchise or just the movie? It's the, just the it's first specifically movie. the first one. The one that you rewatched recently. Mm, yeah, I mean that's a great movie. It doesn't have Monica Bellucci. You know where she has the latex dress in the sequel? <laughs> that's not counting. Yet. Who's um, the female Trinity? It, in the first episode? No, not in the first movie, right? She's in all three of them. Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. Who's yeah. she played by? Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, that has no weight on my <laughs> decision, but I, I mean. No offense to Shakira, I'm sure she's a lovely oh, yeah, yeah. person. But this is a high. I, she's high up on the list. These she's are, yeah, really yeah, high. She's in good company up there. Yeah, I would argue uh, too high. But. <laughs> well, <laughs> can, can, onions so, are still above like onions sandwiches are and for, sex. For, for, uh, yeah, onions are essential. For <laughs> can we have we settled on a, a spot uh, between the Matrix yes. and Shakira? Okay. I'm very happy with this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand this is not my list of everything, but the list of everything, and so I will concede. Fraser, not number the, ten. The TV show <laughs> goes in at number 32, uh, moving Shakira to number 33. All right. And um, let's take a break and we'll uh, come back and rank the next thing. Irina, you know where Wigan is? Have you ever been to Wigan? Is it Wigan no. or Wigan? Wigan. Wigan. So but where the fuck is Wigan? I learned about there's yes, a Wigan, Wigan chip shop where you can get the Wigan kebab and you can also get <laughs> Smack Bar Peewit. That sounds foul. It's good. It looks good though. They take us. Okay, we're back. Speaking oh. of England, we're going to talk about the royal family. Oh, okay. Which right. is something that Beth wanted to talk about. Yeah, royal family. Okay, let's rank uh, them. No, no. To, for clarification, um, so are we talking about the the House of Windsor specifically, or yes. or yes. the British monarchy oh, in as general? An or like when I think of the royals, I just think of the House of Windsor and the current sitting royal family. Now, okay. Irini, so you, I know you are a U.S. citizen. I'm not a U.S. citizen. You, so you are a subject? <laughs> oh, Is that uh, how we let works? you on the show. I'm a U.K. citizen. But you're not a subject. You don't call yourself a subject. Of the U.K.? I just, of the monarchy. Yeah, of like, the monarchy. Are, no, are, I do not. People, I'm not a realist, so no, I would never refer to myself. But are people myself. there really subjects? Do they really still say that? No, I'm not never in like conversation. I'm <laughs> okay. sure like I was just thinking in official documents. Unless would... you're in the royal family, then you probably refer to other like people as subjects. Like your passport doesn't say yeah, yeah, you're a subject. Because I'm like, that's gross. Like, that's it. I wonder. <laughs> to me, um, like I would, I wouldn't want to be in a place that had a monarchy anyway. But the idea that you're a subject to this family—no, you don't get called subject. But it is—you are reminded that there is a monarchy constantly. Like it's like the royal mail, and when you uh, get jury duty, oh like, uh, yeah, the royal air force, her majesty's, her majesty's this and that, yeah. yeah. Huh. Her majesty requests. Do they sponsor yeah, things like fucking it's like the royal seal will be on the packet of crisps? Yeah, yeah. you really? do have that, but I don't know how that works. You they do certain money, foods yeah. like marmalade or something or like trad British stuff. I don't, oh, yeah. but I don't know how that works. People's opinion, like I better get this one. This is the royal one. It has a. Seal I don't on think it. if you are a British person, I'm. I do not think you think twice about it. I definitely don't. Uh-huh. But maybe if you're a tourist, you, that's exciting. Is that I where imagine. royal jelly comes from? That's from a queen. No, that's, that's bees. From a bee. 
In a way, yes. Oh yeah, you're right. oh, yeah. <laughs> consider the queen bee as the royal queen of bees. The bees. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weird one. I don't so, love it. My grandmother was such a fan. Had like commemorative plates, and I think it was really important for that generation. She was like a child during World War Two, and so. Irini, are you running out of batteries? We were getting some. Me, Carrie Ann Moss is coming. At Somebody's you coming through you two at the Matrix. I'm going to say let's go ahead and try to yeah. keep recording because it could be it. that it's just the Wi-Fi. Oh, let's hope that's the case. So anyways. Um, Irene was talking about her grandmother. Oh, your, your grandmother. grandmother. So, yeah, yeah. She, she was a kid in World War II. And I think in a time where the country was being bombed, it was nice to have yeah. a like, figurehead to look at. I can understand that. So most of my knowledge about the monarchy, like a lot of people in the U.S. these days, comes from watching three quarters of the series of Crown. <laughs> and is your grandmother maybe about the same age as the Queen or maybe a little bit younger? Yeah, she would be. So, like, people, even of that generation, were, like, starting to, like... That's when the, the royal family, I think, was really starting to get criticism, at least in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Or am I wrong in that? Do you think that it's, in general, in the UK, it's mostly approval um, of older generations? I think they still just like the idea of it. What is the benefit? It's just that there's this family? If you're religious and you believe in that oh, stuff, the they say the- that the God deem this person to be the head of the Church of England because she was born into this family or he was born into this family. It's ridiculous, though. Like, yeah, just like patriotic emblems. Absolutely. Like I'm surprised that we don't treat George Washington's descendants that way. They made a pretty clear attempt not to. Like They were like, we can't get into that stuff. That's why yeah. we're here. Yeah. yeah, We have stuff like that here. We have celebrities. Cele- famous celebrities and yeah. stuff like that, but they're not... It's not the same as celebrity because it, it has this whole microclimate as like this enclosed, insular zone. Yeah. So it yeah. Kind of exists outside of the realm of celebrity. They're running this scam on this whole nation where they get to sell and they get they, taxpayer money. They get taxpayer money and they get <laughs> they get all these benefits and it's like what they give in return is a national symbol of solidarity or like it, the UK is like a country of traditions and when you go there everything is fucking old and <laughs> archaic and has these weird rules and so it kind of makes sense that this fucking old archaic holding institution would also I think that it's interesting just from a sociological standpoint because they have changed over the years to be more modern you can see just in the way that they dress the way that certain customs have come fallen to the wayside and yeah uh, like Jake was saying a lot of what I know about like the inner workings of the firm I know from the crown and I don't even know that that's real life right I'm just right. guessing that there's some kernel of truth but and watching the crown it's like almost every episode is about mainly the queen but about any one of them learning why they're fucked up and like <laughs> begrudgingly changing the thing they did like it's all like an Archie Bunker every episode almost is like they're all fucked up there's nobody that's like very sympathetic no, at least so far Diana. we're talking about the television show though right well, it's yeah, based yeah, on true. some truth yeah but Frasier's based on some truth too like emotional <laughs> truth of a kind my I, understanding is that the television show is pretty well researched and you can't know about the motivations of the people or the characters of the people and the people I are bet, but it's about historical record uh, as far as like the historical facts that are represented in it I think that uh, it's pretty accurate but as far as the motivations of the people or the inner thoughts of the people like that's a different story and it does allow me to be sympathetic to them you know but, it's but like as an institution it just seems like it's a, it's wrong yeah it's, it's stupid like it just yeah, honestly, it's fundamentally oh, wrong there might I be some how do you oust them like with the sitting queen's death Ooh, like is this a theory? Are we planning a theory? Yeah. do you <laughs> well i mean, I mean could guy it folks... the... can't they just revoke it can't they just say like uh, Sorry, you don't just, get to be... But there's so much because they can't have a meeting in Parliament because she has to bang the gavel to open Parliament. I know that there's royalty in like other European countries, but I don't think they're like as directly involved with politics. Yeah, there's something as... about 
being the Queen of England. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah, it because the UK like colonized the entire globe? Maybe. Yes. I mean, I'm sure that's the main reason why. And I think Disney probably has a little bit to do with it too, yeah. to be honest. They, they split two jobs. So in America, you have the president who is like the person who cuts the ribbon or the person who goes and hugs people after a natural disaster. That's the same person who like is in charge of the... Signs government. executive orders. Yeah, in charge of government policy. Yeah. And a lot of countries, it's not like that. It, one job would be the queen's job and the other job is the prime minister's job. And in like France, they have a president and they have a equivalent to prime minister too, right? Where one person's the head of government and the other person is like a largely ceremonial job, right? And I kind of think that it would be good if we had that. Like one person whose job it was to be the symbolic head of the country to do all that kind of stuff the person who throws oh, out that's elon musk throw the, <laughs> yeah, the, or that could be dolly for example like yeah. Our number one person yeah. On yeah that's a very good pool but then would taxpayer money go to that person yeah that's but the maybe it's thing, not yeah. lifelong appointment maybe they get it for it's like, like being an ambassador yeah they're they're like an ambassador at large for the country and they get four or five years but we have and, those and you could have liam gallagher or you could have you know whoever you want could be, <laughs> not just for you i'm just saying an option for you uh Rini, so that like you don't have to have to think about an apartment Yes. <laughs> so you don't have to have the, you don't have to have the same person. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I personally don't feel. I feel like I don't know what they're really doing. And yeah. It's not like they're super progressive or like pushing no. that part. They're and, the person and, who like throws the champagne bottle at the boat. Do you throw a champagne no. bottle? No, <laughs> I think you just hold it. it. I can watch the crown. Is that what the crown is mostly about? Bit across a <laughs> dog. You just. <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention, Phil, was that um, part of my prep for this was that I listened to Prince Harry being interviewed by Dax Shepard on his podcast. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And I am sympathetic to him. And he talks a lot about like mental health. I think he's got a project going on with Oprah where it's like all about mental health. And part of it is them like explaining why like even for somebody who like is as privileged as they are, you know, it's still stressful. They can still have a terrible life, you know, living in this bubble, whatnot. Sure, I I like concede that like they might not have perfect lives. People in the royal family, which is even more argument for the institution of the royal family not existing, because maybe they would have a great life if they weren't born to like be queen or yeah. to be a prince. They could just maybe be a rich. Would, like yeah, they could just that's be a rich how, person or not a rich person. That's speaking of wealth and rich people. Like the other thing is the prince is like even if you're privileged, you can have a rough life and mental health is important for everybody, including people like us or whatever, but, you know, but also for everybody. But it's like, if you are privileged, if you do have that kind of massive amount of wealth, I think that instead of talking about that, they should just find a way to live on $100,000 a year and give huh? all the rest away to fucking public uh, mental health programs or something like that. that you know? would be great. Another thing, Phil, this is important for you to know about is that they feel like, this is mentioned in that podcast, they feel like they grew up in the Truman Show. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Truman Show is ranked pretty high on the list, but actually yeah. making the Truman Show real which is what they've done by having this uh, royal thing. family. That seems like a very bad idea. I love yeah. And it makes you a little bit more movie. sympathetic to like people that are in the royal family, yeah. the actual individuals yeah. themselves. Although like my sympathy only goes so far. But yeah, um, I would have some pretty good. Yeah, me too. I feel like that was in the Crown. I'll stop talking about the Crown, but the <laughs> Queen Elizabeth is like from the very beginning, pretty much like not into the fact that she has to be queen. And at one point, even wanted to like trade be. with her sister, who really Margaret, who really wanted to be it. And I don't, yeah. again, I don't know that this is fact, but it's referenced again and again. And this is just recent in my memory because I just recently started watching The Crown. Elizabeth is pretty like miserable in her role for a lot of It seems chunk. like it would be an exhausting yeah. task. Yeah. By the way, Beth, I haven't watched the whole series, so don't give me any spoilers. I can see in the previews that there's like some attractive young blonde lady. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So let's see. I'm I just gonna, gotten there I'm going to throw out okay. a good item on the list and you guys are going to tell me you think it should okay. be higher or lower. Double right. Stuff Oreos. They're number 155, towards the bottom of the list. I don't like Double Stuff Oreos. I find them to be too creamy. Uh, there's too much stuff. 
Maybe we should think of the royal family somewhere around there. A little too Not creamy. much further up from that. At 148, and I think this is even more direct comparison, is capitalism, which is kind of an institution. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. something that we're used to. It's similar to the way the royal family is, which I think the royal family is kind of a toxic thing for the world and especially for the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, we maybe would do be better off without it, you know, or like find some way to rework it so it's not hurting people the way it is and, and causing misery. I'm involved in capitalism more in my everyday than I am. But we can't, we can't help it though. Like we're, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're like entangled. Yeah. We're like Harry and uh, uh, Megan trying to get away from capitalism is like them trying to get out of the royal family. The royal family is like a remnant of feudalism, you know. Which I think capitalism Creates. maybe is better than it. Yeah. I think capitalism is better than the royal family. Okay, well then let's scroll down below capitalism. We middle so middle is... middle school is an institution like royal family is. Middle school is at one fifty. You guys are too high on this list. I think devil's okay. not warriors. Okay, so yeah, I think lower. I mean, transphobia okay. is the worst, and I'm pretty sure that the royal family has some pretty terrible views. <laughs> yeah. And trans also, people. like, okay, like you think about like colonialism, you think about like all kinds of evil perpetrated around the world. A lot of that was done not just in the name of the royal family, but by their ancestors. Yeah, I put them below war for that reason. I don't know if I put them below war. You wouldn't. War is pretty uh, bad. But we were talking about SNL and how it sparked all of these celebrities' careers, mm. and I argue that war sparks. Yeah. The royal Wars? family sparked wars. And not just that, yeah. but like some pretty awful stuff. You know, every place around the world has a history book, and that history book has the British royal family in it, and it's usually not like a nice chapter. To say that you don't like the royal family because of war, that implies that like the thing that they produce is worse than... Well, they also produce like exploitation. And so like, exploitation, I think, would be a little bit lower on the list than them because it's they're not like a, a terrible idea. They're at least like... I mean, I guess maybe they, as humans, they have agency, so maybe they're more to blame. They don't have agency. But could the queen now say, uh, it's over, we're not doing this anymore? <laughs> Like, does she have the authority to do that? I'm sure she did. Right? I think it would be like an abdication, essentially. Like, rad. they would just put someone in her place. They'd find someone else. I think around war is fine. So I get more enjoyment from the royal family, just like a purely sociological standpoint, more than Hank Williams Jr., for instance. Hank Williams Jr. has written some good songs. Okay, he- yeah, I do like Fax Me a Beer. But what about, <laughs> okay, Steven Seagal? I think that right below Hank Williams Jr. would be a pretty good compromise. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. And okay. he's kind of part of a royal family of country music. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's very true. I don't yeah. know if you know about this, but his daddy was a, a country singer. Yeah, his yeah, daddy's he's, high He's, up on he's the told list. us about it every all the time. So yeah. so you want to um, throw it in there? Yeah. yeah. I think that's so, good. So um, the royal family goes in. The royal family, right? Is that how you oh, say yeah. it? Goes in at um, 162, moving Steven Seagal to number 163. And then we'll take a quick break and come back and quickly rank the last thing. So we're back. We got one more thing to rank quickly. This was submitted by our listener, Ryan R. It's fast fashion. It's a term used to describe a highly profitable business model based on replicating catwalk trends and high fashion designs and mass producing them at low cost. Is that like H&M more or less? Yes. Yeah. H&M is. H&M or or like Zara. Yeah. Any kind of cheap clothing, basically. And it's made like on a time frame so that they can copy what's current right now. Right. I feel like that's the distinction from... Well, and and also the people who are making it are probably not making it in great conditions. They're not getting a fair wage. There's a lot of like Ah. human rights issues attached to... Fast fashion, but you could also say that about the clothes that get made before that. But maybe there's not as, as much pressure to produce as much in a short amount of time. But now the trend is like sustainable. Yeah, smaller brands are doing this thing where you can like pre-order, so they'll have like a prototype on their website, and then you buy it, and then they make yeah, yeah made to order. That's a throwback. That's like a, how people used to do things. Yeah, a yeah. hundred years uh, ago. Bespoke. Would you consider that fast fashion now? 
No, no because yeah. they're making it interesting. So it's almost like the opposite of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing about fast fashion, the idea I always have heard it explained is like they're not made to last. Correct. Because by the time uh, that they're out of fashion, they'll be falling apart. You buy them to wear them a couple of times. That is especially if you are getting like super trendy looks. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can also just get staples. Yeah, some people are fashion. just buying them. I say this as like I'm this wearing... Like this t-shirt. Like I've had this these shorts for three years from Uniqlo, right? So yeah. it's like... Uniqlo's fast fashion too, aren't they? The definition is a little bit... It's a little bit muddy, right? I doubt that many of the retailers would characterize themselves as fast fashion, right? They would say maybe, oh, some of our competitors do, but that's not what we do. We do something else. Right. But I don't know enough about the clothing industry to really rank it fairly. But you know a little bit about our waste levels oh, that we're putting out yeah. as humans, and I feel like a lot of that has to do with the factories that make those clothes, and also just us being like, I bought this shirt for $4.99, I don't care of it. I was thinking about it because I went to Target, and everything that I was buying, and also that everything that everyone else was buying, I realized was going to be in the trash in a year. Yeah. Like, not just just yeah. the clothes but like home goods and appliances and I'm like none of these things are going to last at all look at all this stuff skipping a half away from the landfill oh yeah. 100%. yeah yeah I mean everything in there kind of is well and everything yeah. that we own is like we're just the including ourselves yeah we, but I'm going to be cremated so I'm not going to be taking up as much space yeah you can turn yourself into a tree yeah exactly I'll be laughing at you all as smoke <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like ha 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 booming laughter what is that coming from you're, you're going to be uh, coughing because you're inhaling me oh yeah. god uh, sorry uh, you okay Let's try to rank it, you guys. Okay, yeah, so let's rank it. At number 67, we have Taco Bell. That's fast food. Oh, I was thinking around your capitalism, right? Mm. Because it's sort I, of like the inevitable result of capitalism. But I will say, on the flip side of the coin, is it affords a lot of people clothing for cheap. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. Yeah, yeah. for kids who are growing like weeds. For instance, uh, we get a lot of shirts for Teddy at Old Navy. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is definitely fast fashion. Teddy's our son, by the way, we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like he, he's going to outgrow it so fast. So if you got a yeah. bespoke shirt yeah. for him, and plus he's going to put like mustard stains yeah, all over it immediately. too. immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, totally. I mean. Well, in the old days, they used to give girls paper dresses. They should have that for true. kids now. I feel like comparing it to capitalism is good because There's it's good useful in, like, in everyday life. Because yeah. I can go and get a, a Coca-Cola for a dollar if I want right now with ice in it, which is good. But it's bad because somebody has to, you know, there's a, there's externalities to that. But I wouldn't put it as low as capitalism because it is something that's, right. I don't well, know what as about much Taco about Bell? it. But... Would you put it above Taco Bell or below Taco Bell? I don't care, really. I'd put it below coffee. Below coffee, yeah. Well, coffee, coffee has some pretty negative effects, too. Oh, like, pish posh. The harvesting of coffee beans. Yeah, the labor oh, situation. Yeah. Coffee's that's at 91. If we want to put it below coffee, like Abrini says. So and here's, we something want to put it is, above here's something that's kind of fast fashion. At 96, we have Warner Brothers large graphic cartoon t-shirts. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I personally would put it below that because just the thought of that makes me brings me more joy than the thought of like fast fashion. Surely band t-shirts are more Where are band useful t-shirts? as at one hundred. Band t-shirts are fast fashion as well. They're useful for That's Jake true because too. he's working for a rock Yeah, bands. but there's more nostalgia there and they they last forever. Yeah. And you can yeah. resell a band shirt. You can't uh, resell uh, your target card. Let's keep going down. At one eleven we have zipper jeans. I think fast fashion should go below those as well. Jeans are more Jeans what in general, are, as opposed to like a button fly. That's oh, a number yeah, one, yeah. 111. Button flies aren't on there right now, so it's more or less a stand-in for jeans anyways, for, for denim pants regardless. Well, sardines are ecologically like the best fish that you can eat. So that's oh, number on. 115, and I think that they should be above fast fashion. Okay. I agree. So grocery outlet, that's a type of convenient... Oh. Oh. Well, Grocery Outlet provides a valuable service because it's kind of like all the stuff that would have been thrown away mm-hmm. or like would have yeah. just been like dumped out. They're like, hey, we can sell this. Somebody Some, will buy this. Somebody might want this. So, so let's keep going down to something that's mostly bad, which, okay, now we have another, it's similar to zipper jeans. At 127, we have zipper jeans worn with no underwear. Oh, God. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool, well, though. That seems... <laughs> 
I almost feel like this is the line, like round 126 or so is when things start to be, they're more bad than good. Yeah. Like the game Monopoly. Okay. I think fast fashion is better than public humiliation, which is really good. It motivates people not to be bad. It hasn't motivated Marjorie Taylor Greene. No, but like, okay. Today when you were running errands, Beth, did you see any men walking around with their dick hanging out? Not today. <laughs> because they, the fear of public humiliation kept them from doing that. So it's useful. Not all men. And yeah, yeah, sure, of course. To that. Yeah. But, but like, if there was... I don't think that's the only... That's, yeah. You, you it, see only guys with big-ass dicks walking around with their dicks hanging out. <laughs> if that would have... Right, so I think there's other things keeping from doing that. Okay, okay I'm going to make it a little right, bit easier. Right. At 124, not much further up. we got No Show Sock. Yeah, I was just which saying. I think maybe But crossbows are pretty cool. you got to admit, crossbows are pretty cool. Yeah, but they're a weapon, and weapons are like... But sometimes you need to use weapons. You buy your son fast fashion, would you buy your son a crossbow? No. Oh, good point. Good point. So right <laughs> above No Show Socks at 123 are commandos. Oh, they, I think they, fast they fashion put, is better they than put, that. Um, no, but I these do. are the guys who put camouflage paint on their face, Beth. Yeah. <laughs> <So>? <laughs> that's the worst thing they do. <laughs> No, that's good. That's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's oh, really good. I want to argue for putting fast fashion right above those guys. Below Tommy Bahama shirts? Yeah, oh, definitely yeah. below Tommy Bahama shirts. <gasps> yeah, Tommy Bahama, Tommy Bahama shirts have their place in time. They evoke the island lifestyle. Yeah. Oh. I have an old Navy shirt, and it's like for going to the beach end, and I wish I had gotten a Tommy Bahama shirt to go to the beach end, because I don't have the island lifestyle in it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so fast fashion is going to go in at 123, uh, which moves commandos to number 124, which means we've completed the episode. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, I wanted to mention, uh, Irini, I read uh, an article that you had in Mother Magazine that I was really impressed by. It's about being pregnant during the pandemic. It touches on the fires and murder of George Floyd, which seems like it was really stressful. But yeah, we should rate that. Yeah, you made it through it. And now you have a beautiful little infant daughter, another one. Yeah, so, she's just uh, yeah, out of hearing distance. Thanks for taking the time to do this, having two children, especially a little tiny one. And uh, yeah, I want to point listen to that article. We're going to put a link in the show notes for that. And then you were working on a book too, right? Yeah, I have a book. It's finished the first draft. It's with my agent as we speak. Does it have a title yet? It has a working title, which is The Dead Are Gods. It's a kind of memoir about the loss of my best friend and what love looks like after death. Uh, It sounds like a depressing book, but it actually has some very light, fun moments. Are you going to talk about Fraser at all in the book? There is some mention of Frasier because it was like her favorite show. So obviously. Beth, do you want to plug your anti-racist, little anti-racist library? Yeah, I'm still raising funds for building two little free anti-racist libraries. One in our town of Petaluma and another in a to-be-determined under-resourced community. And we'll put the link to that Instagram in the show notes. And then from there, you can also see my GoFundMe. And if you donate a lot, it will become a big anti-racist library right yeah or well, it won't stay the same size no matter what it's a very nicely <laughs> built library that is a reasonable size that is an already determined size okay. so it's not going to change, won't change. change okay. because they the organization i work with rise up against racism they work with local artists and so they've already got people lined up who are dialed in awesome i, I didn't know if the size was like uh, an issue also i want to ask each of you really quickly in the next episode we're going to re-rank this is a big announcement actually uh we're going to re-rank the topic of sex which won the poll for which topic we're going to re-rank uh-huh. one at a time will you tell us where you would rank sex on the uh list of everything it's currently number 15 it's quite controversial and a lot of people want us to re-rank it but we don't know if we should rank it higher or lower yeah. Aya, obviously. We're going to let you tell us where you want to rank it without interjecting ourselves at all. Wait, without interjecting? No interjecting, so... (laughs) 
Beth, do you want to go first? Yeah, I would put it in at number 11, just below air, um, above the Golden Gate Bridge. Thanks. I mean, what do you think? Well, none of these things would exist without sex. I would argue it should be number one. Oh. Bobby Bond oh. wasn't here without okay. sex. Wait, interspecies and animal I think friends. We're not so going to interject. Interspecies animal friends could be friends. We weren't going to. We weren't going to interject, Phil. Oh, yeah, sorry. So. <laughs> I forgot about the part where you said don't interject, and then I heard you. And, okay. and if you didn't like number one, tie it with Prince because Prince and sex are kind of interchangeable. Yeah. Oh. It's a good point. Okay, we're, we'll That's take these point. into consideration next week when we Great. rank them. Uh, and thanks to both of you for coming on. It was a really fun time. Um, hopefully, we'll have you guys on again sometime in the future separately together whatever and thanks to you phil for coming on too i hope to have you on sometime in the future as well yeah, I, hope so. I, I was hoping you were going to say that I was um, thanks for listening to every damn thing we hope you enjoyed it so go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and show notes if you have something you'd like us to add to the list of everything or if you have anything else to say to us you can email it to us at list at everydamthing.net find us on twitter instagram and facebook and you can suggest topics there as well subscribe to the show wherever you got the episode our theme is by jade Puget. Uh, if you enjoyed the show please rate and review it on your platform of choice and send us a screenshot of a five-star review and we will bump a submission of your choice to the front of the queue uh, also if you want to support the show in general um, the best thing you can do is recommend it to a friend and that's it and Thank we'll you. see you next time bye